Hey, Mr. Harris. Can I talk to you for a second? Yeah, LaRusso, third period history oh, class. Yeah, yeah I, I was wanted to let you know I really got a lot of lecture the other day about how the Indian got the horse. It was really great. <laughs> That's nice to hear. Yeah, and I, I, wanted, I, I was telling my buddies about it, but I kind of messed it up, so I was wondering if you could like, give us a quick review on it now. Well, sure, I'm free this period. Well, it's great for me, then. Welcome to Karate Kid day. Minute, a podcast where we discuss the original 1984 classic, The Karate Kid, one really great minute at a time. I'm Robin. I'm <laughs> Matt. And joining us one more time from Bat Minute, are John and Niall. Welcome back. Hey, thanks for having us. Hey. Ah. <laughs> this is minute 60 of the Karate Kid. It begins with gaining an interested alley and ends with feigning interest to get an ally. Uh, uh, I like that. <laughs> that went better than Wednesdays. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, we left off last time with Daniel doing a mix between what was me but also acting like it's not a big deal. Who would want to listen to him anyway? And then the wonderful Ali puts on the prettiest, flirtiest smile and says, me. And uh, according to the script, Daniel's heart races. This is his big chance. And uh, since our boy has game, he uh, he goes for the big ask. Uh, and seeing if she'd uh, want to hang out with him Saturday night. No. I don't think it was that much of a risk. I think it's pretty clear that she's into him. <laughs> it's pretty clear. She's very forward with with her uh, desire, shall we say? But he yeah. he's a stupid kid. He doesn't pick up on these signals. <laughs> I don't. I don't. You know, really terrible. If she was like, "What, Johnny? Get over here!" <laughs> I can't Hello, believe you asked me. <laughs> really, though. I mean, I mean, I've I've been married for a long time, but I remember trying to date and constantly, no matter how confident I felt that this girl was into me, I'm, there's a, like 95% worried that <laughs> I'm going to get shut down immediately or like betray like the vows of friendship or something, you know, like, Oh, just you've ruined everything. Yeah. We've then it's friends. weird. Then it's awkward. Now it's weird. <laughs> and you know, you don't, you're like, you have to play this game where you're like, do I want to risk uh, what we have as a friend, as friends to, you know, yeah. To make this happen, as a man still currently single, it's still it's a still horrible frontier to face every time. Let me tell you, like <laughs> it never gets any easier. When it's just Ugh. like, oh, I guess I'm gonna have to risk this. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, I've uh, never actually asked anybody out. We just, I was gonna say every partner I've had, as if there's been millions. There's, there's not. There's been a couple. <laughs> um, it's literally just been somehow you sort of turn around one day and we're like. Uh, are we kind of going out now? But yeah, I guess. <laughs> so yeah, that's how it was with my wife too. We just had to set an arbitrary date, uh, yeah, uh, like for our anniversary because there was no date. <laughs> We're exactly the same. It's like I don't know. It's kind of like the end of that month that we met. I guess. Well, we yeah. we did have like one of the, one of my best friends, like who was still like you know ex- expecting a second baby with his wife now uh, imminently. I remember, like, when she was blatantly throwing herself at him back, you know, when we were in university, and that's when they met and stuff. And, like, the night where it all finally, like, came together, they were, like, out dancing on the dance floor, and he just wasn't doing anything. And we actually literally, me and my other friends, had to say to him, like, for the love of God, just go out and kiss her, for Christ's sake, man. It is. She's right there waiting for you. Just do it, for the love of God. And then he did, and then the rest is history. But like, holy crap! Like, I think yeah. you know, I thought I was bad, but this guy was like a dead fish out there. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it, it, he says uh, you feel like listening on Saturday night, then and listening to his problems or whatever. Uh, sure, and 
there's not. And actually she said, any... "No, ew, go away, you worm, <laughs> Johnny." <laughs> I'm only talking to you because it's take well take a worm for a walk week. I yeah. thought you knew that. <laughs> it's actually a thing. <laughs> um, and well, yeah, there's no actual plans made. Not like, what do you want to do? <laughs> it's just like, okay, it, let's. Well, she's going to listen to his problems on Saturday. Imagine if he showed up and was like, all right. Let me just start with my mother. Oh, my mother. <laughs> he brings out a paper list out of his pocket. Like, right, okay, number one. I've seen that done in movies, though, where someone's just like, okay, so uh, pick you up at eight? Yeah. Fine. Yeah. It's a date. And you're just like, what are you going to do? <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. I've, I've seen it done out. in movies. At least friggin' uh, Allie gives him an address. I've seen it done in movies where the, the person's just like, oh, okay. I'm just, uh, I just assume I know what your number is. And yeah. <laughs> I suppose these days it's not really a problem because you're just like, I'll just message on Facebook about it later. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But well, back then you probably had to make like, I'll send you a TikTok dance about it or whatever. <laughs> crazy I'll uh, do an Instagram story about it. <laughs> so the date is on and Allie uh, hinted uh when they were originally trying to make a date uh, before Daniel ran away, uh, that uh, she had a game she wanted to show him. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, hmm, maybe she still wants to show him this game, whatever game she's talking about. And if this is an actual game and not innuendo, uh, like we joked during that minute, uh, what game at the arcade do you think that they could get done the best possible flirting with? What Ooh. game would you pick as the best possible game to flirt with uh, with your mate with? <laughs> Are we Mini-golf. talking like arcade game, like arcade machines? Arcade uh, or just, you know, carnival um, kind of games. I don't know, whatever kind of games. Definitely uh, Afterburner. You both get in that Afterburner cockpit <laughs> and it rolls you all around and you tumble and uh, you just oh, land you on each other's awkward each other. positions. Oh. <laughs> It's going to be really terrible. Brought him, and it's just like, yeah, you have to guess the weight of this pig, and then you win the pig. <laughs> guess how many jelly beans? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely not the the sling this uh, the sledgehammer unless you're really kind of strong. <laughs> want to avoid that one? I guess if I it's a bit more how she tests all her boyfriends. Like, I want to see if he's as strong as Johnny. <laughs> so <laughs> he is not. Uh, I guess if it's a bit more modern, um, a good one would have been that um, uh, dance dance revolution. Ah, yeah. Because you can play together, and you know it's it's, it's physical. It gets the gets the blood yeah. pumping. And that the Scott Pilgrim versus the World, him and Knives Chow. Oh yeah. Things. Oh, so it's yeah. like yeah, this seems like that would be standard first date things now. Back you know yeah. if, if that's available to you, yeah, by, by all means. I reckon though, like um something like a a golf, you know, like a mini golf thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you get to you get to sort of show. He could put his arms around it. I'll show you how to put, you know. <laughs> ah, yes. Yeah. I remember there was a thing about 12 years back uh, when MySpace was still a thing. And I know because one of my friends ended up going on one of the dates with a guy. But somebody set up a blog called um, 52 Burrito Dates. What? Where I think he'd won from like Bar Burrito, <laughs> which is like a, just a you know, Mexican place in, in the Liverpool city center. Uh, like a year's worth of burritos, basically. And so he's just like, I'm going to ask out a different person for a burrito every week, and I'm going to write how the dates went. That's, That's actually the genius. I think his thinking was, like, nobody could be dignified eating a burrito. They're just messy, <laughs> and you're just, like, it's a, you know, you can, even if you're by yourself, you're going to end up with smush all over you, and yep. just, like, things are going to be leaking out the bottom. So he thought it was the great leveler to have just burritos like, yeah. in your standard date. 
I think, yeah, my friend Rosie ended up being one of the people on one of the dates with him. But I never know how that, that ended, whether he, he might be happily married to 52 women now. Yeah. He's sort of... had a heart attack. Yeah, that's him. Like every time like, they bankrupted, he's like, I didn't know the guac was extra for Christ's sake. <laughs> you know how expensive that is? That is yeah, I was, something. Uh... Oh, sorry. I hate that. Why have you got to pay extra for guacamole? No, that's why every is that time an English thing, it. or do you do that in America? It's extra. Why would it be extra? You want that on it. That's half the reason you're there is for the guacamole, quite frankly. <laughs> Depends on where you go, yeah. A lot of places it's extra, which is uh, dumb. Uh, Avocados are expensive, y'all. Yeah. Well, that's true. They're not cheap, I suppose. Cheap, but included in the price. <laughs> All right, I'm going to bring it back to Karate Kid. I interrupted yeah. this train of thought, and then I stepped back, and I, I feel really bad that I did. So I'm going to get back. I'm saying Skee-Ball is the one that I pick. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> Because you get win some tickets, you can get a big teddy bear for her, that kind of thing. That's one I only know from movies because we, oh. don't, we don't have that. Oh. But I get the idea of it from watching films, and I see why you would pick it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, later on, I mean, they do several games together, but the one I remember most is the... Uh, the air hockey later where he scores a goal on her and he does the most hilarious face. <laughs> and is, is that game a thing over there about hockey? Cause we have yeah. a similar one that's um, football or soccer, you know, yeah. but uh, not hockey. Cause nobody knows what that is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So Allie pulls out a paper as Daniel is just stammering away. <laughs> He's like, Oh, okay. so uh, Saturday night, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll go out. Have a good time. We'll do uh, whatever. I was distracted during this by the guys in the background because talking yeah. about some of the weird fashion choices. You got like yeah, there's three guys and then there's a guy in the left. And I thought he was a security guard. For a while. <laughs> That's right. He's got some weird patches on his shoulders. Yeah, he's got like a khaki shirt. Looks like it's tucked in. It looks like he's got like lapels or something that looks like a little radio on his shoulder. And then he's got yeah. a patch. It's like, is this school that rough that it's freaking, they need security guys around? <laughs> I did notice in the previous minute uh, that some folks walked by and they're all like gawking at Daniel and Allie. And it's almost like, oh, boy, this guy's asking for it. Work <laughs> uh, <laughs> gets around. Um, so well, apparently uh, like that friggin' old old state, you know, karate championship thing. If John is the champion of that. Like apparently it's a big, big deal <laughs> in, in, in this town. So oh, yeah. it could be the like, yeah, guy. like, he's going on with the guy. <laughs> Girl, he's got his ass kicked. That guy's the champ. <laughs> Maybe it's the uh, the era talking, but imagine when we were at school. Now I say that like we went to school together. We didn't, but imagine that back then, if someone just said, "Oh yeah, I'm the karate champion of this, you know, this area," you'd just be like, mm. "Okay, yeah. <laughs> all right, it's <laughs> well, good for you." That's never made. That's a very American thing about like, oh, who's the quarterback on the football team? Yeah. That's like one of the highest posts you can attain in high school. Over here, it's just like, I don't know, do we? <laughs> like I guess. Sure we do. <laughs> so yeah, Dan uh Allie hands him the address and he's like, Where's this? And uh of course he he should know it's the hills. You see you've sold at the beginning of the movie. Uh <laughs> but I just think, like, what are you doing, man? You don't have a car. <laughs> you don't have the Miyagi turbo you were bragging about <laughs> earlier in the movie. Like, what is Daniel's plan right here? <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Like it's not uh it's not like these days where you just get an Uber. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Like, imagine if you just like strolled up to her door and she's like, where are we going? She's like, he's like, well, I don't know what's in this area. I've never been here. Just, just walk, walk around up. the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. oh, the weird thing. I'm looking 
back though over like I'm just looking at these guys in the background over the last <laughs> few minutes. Yeah. And, like, I, I love good extras acting. Yeah. And that guy with the the thought was the security guard and the rest of them actually. They do a nice bit where like there's a couple of girls walking by and they're doing a proper like lean back like hey look yeah. at this coming yeah. guy. Yeah. <laughs> really really lurid teenage stuff. This is like <laughs> that's good extra acting. That's like John Albertson. He knew who, who he's getting when he got these guys. <laughs> Well, I was wondering, like, uh, you know, especially when I saw those kids that were gawking at Daniel and Allie, like, are, are these, are, are they shooting on a high school campus during times and they're, they may have signs posted off that just says, oh, just walk through, don't say anything, don't look at the camera. And yet these kids ended up looking towards the camera at Dan, Daniel and Allie. But could be. assuming it's extras. Because uh, I've been trying to, I'm watching this minute though. Mm-hmm. We just had, of course, as we as we said last episode, like you know, we had we've had two iterations now of what the rules are for this tournament competition that they're doing. Of like, oh, you don't beat up on each other until the tournament. He's <laughs> explaining it again to Allie now. Yeah. And then, but Johnny's just been told this, but he has positioned himself to once yes. again bump into Daniel. Like I was, I was wondering previously, is like, has he just randomly come across him again? But it seems like, no, he is actually going to go start some stuff now. He wanders right up to the background there. Yeah, (laughs) he's watching as the, he saw the the address getting given out, basically. I love it. I wish they were all snapping their fingers because they're so, like, (laughs) clustered together. It looks like it's choreographed. And, and, and... I also like. And we the, all know Ralph Macchio. He ain't any good in a rumble. We, we all saw the Outsiders. So, <laughs> to be fair, I think at that point he's got his back broken in that burning building. So, <laughs> spoilers for the Outsiders. By the way. <laughs> and P.S. Rewatched it recently. Ralph Macchio is friggin' fantastic in the Outsiders. Oh yeah, yeah. Um. Oh, a uh, bit of continuity there. I like that. You know, as they're as the Cobras are walking up, Bobby is the one looking towards Johnny. Like the rest of them are just like focus on daniel but bobby's like hey yeah, forever <laughs> forever the pacifist for bobby he's like yeah he, he was a little bit wiser than the rest of them oh uh according to the script before ally takes off uh uh it was originally scripted that ally gives him a quick kiss before leaving <laughs> but uh they're not kissing yet <laughs> in this movie um would that have added more justification for johnny coming over like Yes. Them, them talking and she, her giving him a little bit of paper could be like, ah, just leave it, man. But her kissing him, that would be like, no, 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 you go too far. Kind of. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Daniel turns and starts walking away, but stops when he sees the Cobras and he gets he quickly gets the attention of Mr. Harris, the history teacher walking by. Um, Mr. Harris uh, was like, oh, a new cast member. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's played by Bernie Kuby. And Mm -hmm. uh, he had several appearances on Bewitched, a couple of Columbos, an episode of Charlie's Angels as massage parlor customer. And he apparently played the guard at the Daily Planet in uh, an episode of Lois and Clark. Uh, He was in High Anxiety. Um, And the only other thing that I noticed on his IMDb profile is uh, he's also a songwriter. He wrote songs such as, and I've never heard these songs before, My Angelina. March of Freedom and lead on, Mr. President. <laughs> so, so now you've got to post them in the Facebook group. <laughs> yeah, if but you can find them. them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, he sadly passed away in 2008. So. Oh. I, I looked briefly into him myself, and the, the one thing that struck out to me is that he appeared in, as separate characters, mind you, mm-hmm. in 
Cheers, the Tortellis, and Frasier. So he oh, must wow. have been tight with whoever was like the the, the, the <laughs> behind the scenes people of like Cheers and Frasier and stuff. I was like, I'll bring friggin' Bernie's back. That guy's great. I will um, say I was excited that uh, he guested on an episode of Cheers, and I realized it was the episode where Cliff gets to be a contestant on Jeopardy, and I was excited <laughs> to see that Mr. Harris was playing against him, but he wasn't. He wasn't one of the uh, contestants there. I was like, oh, darn it. Oh, but really appropriate if he was that, was that episode where C- Cliff gets bullied by that guy, and then he pretends that he knows karate and stuff. <laughs> and he ends up at the end, like, he actually does, like, these, I think he breaks a brick or something with his hand. And everyone's like, holy yeah. crap, Cliff, Cliff was telling the truth the whole time. And at the end of the episode, it's like, Sam, I'm like, oh, my God, Cliff, that was amazing. He's like, hey, Sammy, get me some ice for the love of God. <laughs> and it turns out he's broken his hand by doing it and stuff. But um, I did look into, because um, you may have noticed, been friends with me on Facebook, Robin. I'm a massive fan of Frasier. So I was like, what episode of Frasier yeah. was he uh, and he yeah. is in uh, is the episode where Frazier gets his identity stolen by Nathan Lane, of all people. Guest oh, star really? Nathan Lane. And, uh, yeah, Frazier's briefcase goes missing initially. That's how it all begins. And mm-hmm. Niles is like, oh, that I think that was that guy over there. And uh, he goes over to Bernie QB. And he's just like, oh, is that your briefcase? And he's like, oh, yes. And he's playing an Irish priest, which was, for me, like, oh, this is gold. Because he's just <laughs> doing it. I'm like, oh, yes, the sisters at the nunnery brought it to me. And all this. Stuff. <laughs> so then Fraser starts, like, accosting him, thinking that he stole his briefcase. And it turns out he didn't and whatnot. But uh, How is the Bernie's scene was accent? also notable to me because it's, it's in season two. It's the first episode where Roz and Niles become friends in that same scene. Because people know Fraser. You might remember that the first season, Roz and Niles don't get on at all. Like they just, mm. Niles constantly forgets who she is and thinks she's just some <laughs> assistant and always acts, asks, acts like a snooty asshole towards her. And, she's always, and they always get into little petty squabbles. And, and that, that very same scene, they get into a petty squabble and Niles drops an insult and then she picks up on the subtlety of it. And he's like, oh, I didn't think you would get that. Good for you. And you got a few good jabs at me there as well. And they're like, oh, I'm so happy we did this and shake hands and stuff. And from that point onwards, they're actually friends in the show. So... Bernie Kuby bringing people together, much Aww. like uh, you know, <laughs> bringing peace to the world, much like he is with the Danny and the Cobra Kai's in this very scene. Uh, according to the uh, script, uh, there's a this is the earlier version of it, and it and it kind of explains a little bit more how like here like it seems that Daniel is like hey, he could like kind of walk away seeing Johnny and them approaching. But instead, he flags down a teacher and, you know, more hijinks ensue. <laughs> but mm-hmm. here it's like um, he he leaves Allie at her class and it says Daniel's mind is elsewhere. He turns the hall corner and runs right into Johnny. Johnny looks at the piece of paper and then up, up at Daniel. Johnny, don't push it, punk. Johnny looks down at the paper. What's that? Daniel's like, uh, nothing. He's like nervous. And Johnny goes to grab for the paper and that's when Daniel sees Mr. Harris and flags him over. Uh, so it's more like he grabs the teacher to be more of a more of a defense than yeah uh, than to play more jokes. <laughs> I, like, I like the way the joke doesn't work though. Yeah, <laughs> I like I like this version of Daniel better, the one where he's a antagonistic a hole. <laughs> it's also too because like was he. I guess he was preparing to self-sacrifice himself for this as well, because it's yeah. like, hey, if you've got time, to go over with us. I mean, I yeah. think his in his his perfect plan in his mind was that they get stuck and he gets away, but it yeah. didn't happen that way. <laughs> I don't know how he's going to get out of that, though, because it's just like, oh, I have to now immediately think of an excuse as to why I can't stay for it. No, those guys are 10 throw, steps ahead already. <laughs> sometimes you got to throw yourself under the bus to make your point. Mm. 
I did uh, also look into this. What he's talking about all yeah. the how the Indian got the horse, and yeah, it was yeah, so boring that even I was like, the Indian oh, got the God. horse. <laughs> I was well, like, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> I did that, look, googled it, and there is something about like um, again because it goes into a lot of stuff about Spanish explorers in America introducing because people are, they're saying that like, basically everyone would assume that Native Americans had horses. That no, they didn't. didn't. Nope. But it turns out, yeah, the, the researchers have found that like horses would have been in America for you know millions of years, and then through, as they called selective catastrophe, they all died out, much like camels. And I found out apparently camels came from North America originally. So geez, did not know that. <laughs> yeah. um, and then they're saying like, yeah, apparently it was when uh, the Spanish explorers came over. They brought horses, and occasionally ones would just get away from you know their their camps and stuff. And that's when the Native Americans were just like, oh, it was, these are new animals to us. So we'll just breed them. And hey, we got horses now. So, and they they do a lot more in depth stuff about it. And it was very very like attending a boring history class. So that's why I love this stuff. I'm a I'm a history buff to the point where I do a history degree for fun in my spare time. So <laughs> I love crap like that. Cool. Maybe Daniel loves it too. Maybe he's about not... how the Indian got the horse, John. Or uh, <laughs> you catch me up on it. <laughs> Uh, well, you've basically said most of what I know, but no, I I agree with what you were saying there. Like maybe Daniel does like it. Maybe, yeah. maybe that's his. Maybe his he's vibe. not so sad that he's stuck yet. <laughs> yeah, he's genuinely. It's a bit like Lisa Simpson, you know. She she likes all that, and she'll gladly drag other people into it. Now, though, now he's got a new sort of father figure here in Mr. Harris. He just goes to Mr. Miyagi and says, I'm quitting karate. I'm getting full time into history. <laughs> Holy crap, this guy. Do you know how the Native Americans got horses? Let me tell you, Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> well, I just some sort of like academic uh, decathlon. <laughs> Mr. Harris in the corner. Like, we did it, Mr. Harris. We did it. <laughs> I just thought it was funny how he phrases this, you know, like he says, I really got a lot out of the lecture that other day about how the Indian got the horse. Like, not just the Indians or the Native Americans, as we should say, but the Indian. Like, just one <laughs> solitary Indian got a horse. You know, the ones <laughs> are like all descended from. from straws, you know? <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. Um, oh, one other and, thing I should say as well, uh, Rob, before we move on, just, just yeah. to say for the sake of it, uh, Bernie Kuby, one other thing he was in was something called... Uh, Gus Brown and Midnight Brewster. So there you go. He's a real loser, Brewster. A real <laughs> loser. Another connection to Fright Night Minute. Okay. Oh, okay. I was doing the quote from friggin' Brewster's Millions there, too. I was like, oh, you're so cool, Brewster, is what I meant to say. <laughs> and it's the end of Brewster's Millions with a vowel. Oh. You're a loser, Brewster. A real loser. So damn it, oh, okay. I mixed up. Uh, yeah. I, I love the reactions, though, of the Cobra Kai, uh, Johnny and them. Just he's like, oh, that's like he's like uh, the other day, how the Indian got the ho- got the got the horse. And he's like, that was really great. And then the rest of them are like, <laughs> just like, oh, this guy. And but the teacher just like pays zero attention to the reaction. He's just like, oh, that's that's nice to hear. <laughs> I like how it's just so genuine, like, oh, somebody got something out of the class. Awesome. I feel like he takes him by the arm and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> He's really like, this is going to be a very intense little session they have here. <laughs> so Data says, I was telling my buddies about it and I was kind of messing it up. So I was wondering if you can give you a quick, re- give us a quick review on it now. And Johnny, just the look on his face, just like, if looks could kill. <laughs> um, they managed to get away just by going, oh, but no, actually I need to move. Uh, you don't really hear what their <laughs> excuses are. I know they all have like different excuses. I couldn't quite latch on to any of them. Just like kind of like, oh, I got I'm busy the rest of the day or something like that. <laughs> um, but uh, 
yeah, I just think like this is a bit of antagonizing, I guess. But again, it's like, um, you know, it's jokey. It's it's uh, like, but I, I I worry that like, what if he did get them caught in like an hour long history lecture? <laughs> like, how much would that have made things worse for Daniel? Like, oh, how mad would they be? Uh, Depending how boring it is, he might have been like, yeah, I deserve it. Go ahead. <laughs> Break my jaw. <laughs> One free hit each. Come on. It's we funny just how they to... don't ever come up with ways to get back at him that don't involve physical violence. I know. Yeah. It could be. That's the, he's, he's more intelligent than them. They, all they know is strike first, strike hard, no mercy. All physical stuff. Right. Danny's a little more uh, street smart in terms of like how to worm his way out of things. Oh, so, worm, huh? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I... I Matt, you got on this something. It's probably like my last point that I had in my notes was that you like Daniel is the prankster, like first the hose, now the teacher. It wouldn't have been fun if the lead up to the tournament would have just been an escalating prank war between Daniel and the Cobra Kai. Like we can't <laughs> beat him up, but we can sure make his life, you know, hell for you know, like cover. I don't know his mom's car, shaving cream, and different things like that. There is a deleted scene, right, where Johnny puts a blueberry pie in his seat. Yep, I think that's earlier. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so maybe there yeah, you go. It could have been in, in line with that. <laughs> that would have been quite good, actually. Yeah, well, I'm surprised they uh, resisted because that mm-hmm. would have been quite a bit of fun, where they're just pranking each other back and forward. And it's like, well, you know, when we finally get to that tournament, we can right. actually take it out on each other. That's but I like think absolutely everybody in school, all the teachers, everybody shows up for the tournament. It's like, we got to see who the hell wins this damn prank <laughs> war between these assholes. But Miyagi like even says like you, you know, you fight or whatever you fight back or you basically just all about winning respect, you know, just trying, you're going to win respect. But, you know, in the end we get a, you're all right. LaRusso. And I suppose you from Johnny. And I suppose that is due to him, you know, winning the tournament. But I think, like having them in an escalating prank war throughout the movie would have made it make even more sense. Like, you know what? This guy is, this kid is all right. You know, he's all right. And, and you know, we might be against each other a bit, but this prank war has kind of brought us together. (laughs) It could be like about the time they get to the tournament. This is like, I don't even really want to fight him anymore. (laughs) The guy filled up my, my entire locker with shaving foam. It was pretty funny. (laughs) It was impressive. (laughs) This crease is just like, you know what? That does sound pretty funny. <laughs> it's like, all right, we forfeit. Uh, all right. Well, I think that's it for my notes. I don't know if you guys have anything else. The the only other thing I had was when he says, Saturday night, we'll go out, have a good time. All I could think was he was then going to say, have a few laughs, like we're watching <laughs> Die Hard. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. That actually reminds me of, of something I was thinking was that this is like, this is a, a I'm assuming this is Monday. So he's making, he's doing so well with her. And he's like, Hey, you want to hang out in like six days? <laughs> like, why didn't he just like go hang out with her the next day or that, the, that afternoon or. That's a good point. Hang on. Yeah, arbitrary a... number to Daniel. Was, yes. I really like six. Like it's, he's like uh, <laughs> Bruce Wayne and Batman 89. Like what? Six, six, six is good. Six is good. Yeah. <laughs> no kid this age is going to say like, you know, we can't hang out tonight. I've got homework to do. <laughs> I was well, guessing he is in his, uh, enslavement to mr miyagi yeah yeah there might be a schedule miyagi has one i don't know true true 
Oh, it'd be great if he showed up for his date with Ali and he's got Mr. Miyagi's Hawaiian shirt to this little tweed flat cap on. He's <laughs> <laughs> just like, oh, I saw him the other night. He looked pretty damn spiffy. So, yeah, a friend of mine was uh, wearing this and I thought, hey, this is good. This is good. <laughs> oh, God. He pretty needs to great. wear that in Cobra Kai once. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he won over his wife, was showing up yeah. for the date with that. <laughs> All right, uh, so we come to the end of the podcast, and really, this is uh, this is something uh, I'm sure you guys would love—a little bit of a, a freeform discussion, not about the network freeform, but um, about uh, just the Cobra Kai uh, and Karate Kid franchise in general. Like, uh, uh, and, uh, there was a bit of a hint of a of a problem with the the sequel, which uh, I I'm I'm willing to I'm willing to hear. Um, I mean, well. <laughs> I think maybe it was just like my main memory of Karate Kid 2 in particular is that uh, it wasn't until I think I was like 11 or 12 that we actually got a local cinema opened up. Like they actually like the closest cinema you would have got was in Oma, which is like 30 miles away. And um, so like occasionally they would have like, oh, you know, they had the, the Melmount Center, basically, which was just like a little yeah, this is a thing put on little events. And one time they're like, we do a movie night. It's basically. Like putting on, it's like going to the cinema, but it's just somebody playing a VHS tape. Mm. And uh, <laughs> one of the big ones is at one point somebody just got the Karate Kid too, and there was a lot of hype going, oh yeah, Karate Kid, I seen the first one, blah, 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 going up to it, and then sitting through Karate Kid too, and it's just like, oh yeah, it's just, it's kind of boring and stuff. Oh. And so there's a lot of no. maybe it was just the the the, the soul crushing disappointment of it not being Karate Kid one that we watched that night. <laughs> But uh, so a lot of memories of it just being quite a, a boring movie. Maybe, uh, you know, I'm, I'm watched it in a while. So I think like, you'd like it more now. It's, yeah. it's a slow movie in a good way. And yeah, they go to, you got all the Japanese stuff in. Oh, it's great. Watch it. Mm. I know it must have been like, John Alvison must have really taken these characters too. Because it's like, it's, a, it's an immediate follow-up to the Karate Kid is Karate yeah. Kid 2. It's not like one of these, like, oh, I did one, did a different movie, then I came back to it. So he must have felt very passionate about it. Mm-hmm. These characters and that story you wanted to tell. I don't know if he you had knew a it was going to be a hit. It was a massive hit that that movie. Well, that's the thing too. Is like I know you guys will be obviously talking about it at the end, but like the, my only fault with the Karate Kid as a movie is that the ending is so abrupt. I noticed like, that last night when I was rewatching it. I was just yeah. You don't get time to linger and go, yeah, he won. It's just like yep, yeah, cool, we're out. <laughs> there's no epilogue. There's no like you think the beginning of Karate Kid two should be the epilogue. Of it is. The first, yeah. But it just seems as if like as if they already knew there was going to be a second one. They're like, oh, we don't have to spend time on what happened after the fight. It's just like he kicks him and boom, get the hell out right. of the cinema. It's... The movie's done. It's so... great for minute by minute podcasting, though. True, true. <laughs> the climax is the last minute we'll be discussing. The whole... oh. Well, at least you know before the the credits. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say I love them all, but the third one. But then I forgot there was technically that fourth one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I actually quite it's enjoy. Okay. I enjoy Hillary Swank Karate Kid because it is terrible, but it's kind of like fun, terrible. Like, yeah. Get her in Cobra Kai. That, that needs to happen. That definitely does That's, need to happen. A lot of people want it. Yeah. I say, you know what I say, too? Forget to caution the wind, by all means. Get Jackie Chan in. Just say, like, yeah, that other Karate Kid. <laughs> that was a different kid. Same universe. You know, it's like, you know, I, I don't think that, I don't think Jaden Smith was called freaking Daniel Russo in that movie. And just have it be like, yeah, he, he's Mr. Miyagi's cousin or something and it's been like yeah, yeah but freaking a jackie chan in for a cameo it was like everyone no one's awesome. gonna say no to jackie chan so right get get him get hillary swank get freaking claudia wells and elizabeth shoe in just for the oh, sake yeah. of it why not i'd be up for it because i i don't hate the remake 
Uh, I don't love it, but it, it was fine. You know, they changed it up. It wasn't just shot for shot or something like that. Mm. <laughs> I just um, always remember it because the they up. did that uh, spoof YouTube video where it was Arnold, some guy doing Arnold Schwarzenegger reviewing movie trailers. And, <laughs> you know, it has and that instead of wax on, wax off. It's like jacket on, jacket yeah. off. The and then going like, yeah, jacket on, jacket off. And then the guy doing Arnie's just like, did he just tell him to jack it off? And I was just like, that's that's now the legacy of the Karate Kid remake is like, oh yeah, yep. jacket off. Uh, well, uh, that's great. I mean, we've uh, we've now uh, officially covered an hour of the Karate Kid, Matt. And uh, I was just telling Niall and John about it. I was kind of messing it up. So I was wondering if you could kind of give us a quick review on it now. On what the first hour? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, uh, that's, 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 that's your cue, guys. <laughs> Nobody's following my script. Uh, hey, I got something to do here. <laughs> I just like the idea, though, of Matt virtually taking Robin by the arm and leading him off. <laughs> Let, me the 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 Let me tell like, you about you the crowd. Let me tell you about the way, Larry. So oh, you were going to sit and listen to me talk about this for like as long as it takes. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much uh, for joining us, Niall, John. Appreciate it. Um, please uh, let everybody know where they can hear many, 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 many more hours of, of you. <laughs> oh, many, 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 many so more many. hours. Uh, so yeah, many. The, thebatminute.com uh, is the website. Um, yeah, we're on all the usual podcatchers. We've got a Facebook group, the Batminute Listeners Cave. That's always fun. Uh, we're on Twitter, Instagram, all that. You can just put in Batman it. Basically, nothing else comes up because we are the original. We're the best. <laughs> Number one. And we have You're a Patreon. Come best. and check that out because you can get even more stuff. We just, as of recording, reviewed Falling Down, another Joel Schumacher movie. Yeah. I actually would have said that because Falling Down is part of that white white man breaks out into random violence against you know people he doesn't <laughs> like. Which is very in line with like we and in that we talk about uh, you know the Joker and uh, Taxi Driver, but can be traced back to a little movie called Joe from the early seventies, directed by John G. Albertson. So there you uh, go. It's, it's kind of connecting up right there. Everything's connected. I think falling down actually. Uh, there's like a location that he goes to, which I think is near the Cobra Kai location. I forgot. Um, oh, my God. That that'd, be, <laughs> that'd be fantastic. Michael Douglas joins the Cobra Kai. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, uh, everybody. Uh, tune in next week when Casanova tries to make a good impression. And until next time. Strike first. Strike hard. No mercy. Mercy. mercy.